Hey guys, so this is the first episode of We Should Be Cancelled. I'm Curtis Lewis and... I'm Jamisha Prescott. <laughs> it's so strange when it's like the first episode, you're like you got the awkward look at each other. Yeah. You're like, am I doing this right? But, but in real life, we don't really actually look at each other much. We kind of just like... We don't. <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot on the phone. Literally almost every day. And this is why we had the idea for the podcast, because it's like all of these conversations, I'm like, this should be recorded. Everyone else needs to hear this. This is gold. There is gold that we have in, yeah. the, in, in the phone chats and then no one else gets spoiled enough to hear them. Exactly. I might be a bit arrogant, but. But then we also call it, <laughs> we should be cancelled because. <laughs> There's some trash stuff that gets said in a phone call, which I can guarantee you will not be put in this podcast. Like, <laughs> some of the stuff that gets said will be edited out. I can guarantee you that because boy. <laughs> I'm not even, mm. <laughs> no. So. Going into it, I am so upset because when I was coming here, I got off the train and I saw this fine Asian guy that had tattoos on his face. And I was just like, it, it shook me to my core to the point where I had to go, yo, I had to tap him. And I don't know why I was miming it because I had earphones on. Like he was, he was, he was cool, but he had tattoos on his face, like tattoos on the side of his face. What kind and of Asian? East Asian, um, like East, East Asian. Asian, East Asian. Yeah, he was East Asian. Um, and I think he had, I can't remember what his hair looked like, but it was like, it's not the fact that he was attractive, it's that he was beautiful. It was like, <laughs> I don't want to date you. I just want to, and I'm so upset I didn't get his Instagram. Cause you I was just didn't like, ask? I didn't ask because I was just like, I don't know, I would feel weird asking yeah, guys because it yeah. feels like I'm caught, like I'm flirting with them and I'm like, nah, I just well, you wanna, might be. I mean, I just want to <laughs> look at you. Like, <laughs> I just want to like continuously look at you because his look was so iconic. Yeah. But anyway. That's, I mean, sometimes you've got to sh not even shoot your shot because you're not even shooting your shot to date. You just want to look at him. Sometimes you have to be like, oh, you know what? Like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is problematic. This is why this is called We Should Be Cancelled. But I'm like, I'm a model scout. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm a model scout. And like, obviously I love your look. Like, I just want to see your Instagram just so like I can show my boss. That's, mm. that's problematic, but. But, at least but if it gets the job done. Yeah. That, no, that's true. Because I mean, <laughs> I used to do that. Like when I used to do photography and it was just like. But now I'm like, I, because I think it's such a trope for like creeps that I'm like, oh, I don't want to be like that. Maybe you should go as far as to make face, fake, like fake business cards. Curtis Lewis, <laughs> Curtis Lewis model scout. And I then, mean, no, cause you're playing with people's dreams no, at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm going yeah. too far. Like, yeah. I, I honestly, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have like somewhat of a code of ethics. Like I actually don't know where I would be. I'd probably be in prison. No, I probably would be in yeah. prison cause I'd get caught. I would actually get caught. But do you think it's because you're not? I but I think you're quite slick when doing things like that. Like yeah, I'm but that's because that I have a code of ethics. So I stop. <laughs> I stop when it becomes illegal, <laughs> or obviously illegal. Mm, mm. I hear that. Mm -hmm. How was your journey getting here? My journey was fine. I got here early actually, so I went to this gay pub. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a gay pub, like or a queer pub. It's called John the Unicorn, and like 
it's just like they will play like disco tunes and stuff, which is fine. I'm not really a big fan of disco, but mm. the vibe is very like cool. Like young gay or old young gay? gay, I think. Oh, because on like the bar, it will say stuff like um, if you're a transphobe, racist, da, 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 get the fuck out. Um, the toilet's gender neutral. Like literally, the mm. I was sitting near the disabled toilet just before I got here, and it says something like um, gender neutral disabled toilet one at a time, please. Like. I like that stuff. It's very... Mm. I actually went on a date there once. Really? Yeah, and I was sitting in a seat that I was on the date at. I was actually sitting in that precise seat. I wanted to. Because sometimes I feel like... Um, you know in Mario Kart, when you have it on ghost mode, where you're racing yourself, and you have your <laughs> transparent version that you yeah. see in the past, and you're trying to beat that version? Mm. I felt like uh, transparent me making out with the guy on the date in that particular seat, like, while I was sitting there by myself with my glass of wine. So it weird. was so trippy. I was just like, literally last year, because it was on the fourth for february valentine's day i had the date so it's literally just over a you year had ago a date on valentine's didn't day. plan it didn't plan it and neither of us were thinking like that because i'm not a valentine's day girl mm. i've never had a valentine's day i still haven't even i'm with someone but like still haven't but like um we didn't plan it like that and then on the day i realized it's valentine's day today shit this is awkward and then he got there and he texted me beforehand and he was like it's actually Valentine's Day today. That's mad orcs but that's for a first date. That's cute though. And then when we got there, he was like, happy Valentine's Day. I'm like, oh, oh. yeah, it's a bit cringe. <laughs> but you know, you have to say it. Mm. You have to say it at that point. But that's kind of cute though that you both didn't realize that it was, th- that was the case. Yeah. To me, that's like, oh, okay. Like we can both laugh at this. So that's exactly, cute. Yeah. I th- but to be honest though, I just feel like that's a lot of pressure. Like not even though it's a lot of pressure. I just feel like it's extra because yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking, for the all the for all the the influencers that want to be like oh my man took me out on X I'm like you're doing the most because Heike whose schedule lines up with Valentine's Day you don't even get a day off so whose schedule is really lining up with Valentine's Day that you can actually put that you can go out your way and do something on Valentine's Day I think maybe this year was different because it landed on a Friday it happened to land on a Friday mm. so therefore people were turning up because it was a club's no, that's right. a club's wet dream oh my god yeah that's a club's wet dream so right. everyone would do a Valentine's Day thing mm. because it's like yeah it's gonna be for the couples but it's gonna be for the people that want to you know mm. go to the club and meet someone and go home so mm. it just happens to fall on a friday and i imagine next year it will fall on a saturday so next year will be big business for clubs and and, and all sorts because it's going to be the weekend so on a weekday different story but even then people do still do the most but that's true because yeah last year it was a th- wednesday it was wednesday i mean i might try and do a little little romantic romantic thing with who? On, with nobody. With yourself? <laughs> I know, I mean, not by myself, but I might try and see if I can find Find little mans. Find little mans. Why not pun <laughs> man? But, I mean, maybe, but... It's not a thing. Like, obviously, I'm with someone now, and they were in America the whole time. And they're, <laughs> and they're also, like, not into that type of stuff. They're mm. like me, where we find that kind of stuff a bit cringe. But then I messaged him, and I was like, I just realised you're going to be in America on Valentine's Day. He's like, so... <laughs> I, was like, I know I don't really take it seriously, but you could have at least like. I mean, you sound like Daria at this point because do you remember the episode where she was like, "It's her, where Quinn was like, it's our anniversary, it's your anniversary," and she's just like, "I mean, I don't really care about that kind of stuff, but like but the fact she- that you don't care, it's." And I'm like, "Yeah, that, but not as intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't that deep." I mean, he messaged on the day when he was in America and just was like, happy Valentine's Day. Now, you could have left it there and it would have been fine. You could have put like the crying face emoji because, you know, we don't take it seriously. Mm. Where you have to ruin it is you go afterwards, underneath, I guess. Why did you have to do that? You could have just said it, did the laughing, crying emoji, cute, cute, ha, 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 we don't take it seriously and left it. You had to put, I guess. Like, why? (laughs) You had to ruin it. Like... (laughs) <laughs> it's like all right then <laughs> oh yeah oh my gosh speaking of love and speaking of romance 
Um, I recently watched, you actually know, I'm not even gonna take the credit for this because yeah. you told me to watch this. Mm-hmm. Like, let me not be that person and I'm sat right in front of you. I appreciate you, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you told me to watch Love is Blind and I was like, at first I was like, cause I've been, I was seeing it, but then I, I wasn't yeah, gonna do it. It looks it trash, until, cause yeah. you ignore it. Like, yeah, like, and also I'm not gonna lie, when I see a, a show that has like no queer people. Yeah, right. Like, and well, it's, uh, well, that's the thing. We're gonna get into that. Well, we're gonna get into that. Did you watch all of it? Did you watch all of it? No, I didn't, I'm not gonna. Lie. I tried can to. I, wait, I can't. Can I, you can. I, spo- I, come on. You can. Spoil it. It's fine. It's fine. We're gonna okay. talk. We're gonna talk. Spoiler alert. Because I'm gonna say this. If you have not watched it, I'm gonna be talking about the whole. I think it's four episodes that are out now. It's the first. There's more now. I think it's yeah. five now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure if they did weekly or if. Like, it's, what I think it's doing? daily, but I'm not. Let me not even speak because I don't know. <laughs> Either way. I watched all of it. I literally took notes, then forgot the notes. So I'm just gonna remember what I wrote. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I was literally live messaging you while I was watching. Yeah. Was so first of all, um, so essentially Love is Blind is about a show where it's, it's essentially a social experiment where, mm. um, you know, however many strangers um, can't see the person they're talking to, they're, they're put into a room, there's a divider in between two mm. rooms and they sit on both sides of the rooms and they can only hear each other, mm. essentially. So then they get, get to know each other through conversation rather than kind of the physical being the the kind of barrier that is that is dating. What I'm going to first say, what did you think of the show? From what you've seen, the show is weird. So my first experience with it was literally because my uh, my coworker said you need to watch this because I need someone to talk to about this. I have no one mm. to chat to. So I was like, fine. I didn't read the premise of the show because it got suggested to me. I just clicked on it, mm. right? Because I knew it was going to be a trash reality show. Love those when I'm kind of not wanting to watch something actively with a story or anything. Yeah. So I just started watching it, but the fact that I didn't read what the premise was kind of messed me up because obviously I'm watching it and I'm like, cool, it's some random dating rubbish, like, and I thought what it was you know as you just as you explain like people they're talking to each other through the rooms and there's just just a divider they can't see each other so i assumed if they click with someone and they they decide to date that will be it that's what i thought same then i'm hearing i love you after four days (sighs) then i'm hearing will you marry me and i had to pause and go back and read the premise (laughs) because i thought what is this i thought it was just a dating show and then once you kind of click you go and like kind of like um Take me out. Mm. You know when they pick and take me out or or, or blind date, you sell a black mm. classic TV show. You pick your blind date, then you go on a nice date somewhere in Spain or whatever, and then you have the one date and see if you dated later, see if you stayed together. Mm. That's what I thought it was. Where's this marriage business and I love you and crying? <laughs> All of this stuff. Like I was like this I I don't know what I'm watching, so I had to stop and go back and read the premise because mm. that was confusing to me. No, honestly, even while because I think when you told me that you did that, I had like I think that the reason why is because they package the show in a particular kind of way. Um, even though technically in the show, they show the trailer of like what happens next when you see like a girl kind of like crying, running away from a wedding and falling <laughs> down. <laughs> the cameraman is fully shady for that. Like fully shady. because Is it the cameraman or the editor? <laughs> They're both, but I guess. Literally, you're, 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 all, you're all wrong for that because my girl took off her shoes and she's running into a ditch and she drops. She's wrong. They're wrong for that. But my thing is like, it just in general, the show seemed confusing because at first I thought the whole experiment was going to be in the, in the pods. That's only a fraction of it. You only, and to be honest, I'm going to get into my first criticism of the, of the show. There are way too many cutaways of them in confessionals. Way too many. Like, mm. I feel like, I mean, maybe it's because I was watching Terrace House and you know, we love Terrace House, but you see more of the interaction. Haiki, you don't really even see the development of their affection. So when they're going from, you know, hey, how are you? To, 
I love you. I'm like, where is the where's the intermediate point, please? Like, where is the the halfway point between that? Because I've like I know they want to fit in the drama of like how is this gonna you know manage in the real world and meeting the family. But if I'm not buying into your affection and your love between you two, you're the main point of the show. And I'm not, if I'm not buying into it, then why am I gonna invest? Because it just feels like we're getting cutaways and then we're getting more time of them apart than they are together. I'm, I was not feeling the cutaways. Look, the show's not good, right? The show is <laughs> trash, but it's so trash that it's good. And that's the best type of trash. Mm, mm, that's the best type of trash for reality TV. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's fake. Like, I don't, people can argue, maybe, 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 not, maybe, some of, those, maybe some of those couples are real. I don't know. Cause you, it, it is possible, but all the crying and theatrics, you can, I just can feel the producers in there kind of mm. like producing, doing yeah. their job. But I'm willing to suspend my disbelief to enjoy mm. the show. Yeah. I'm willing to suspend it. Like there are some reality TV shows that are so poorly done where I'm like, I can't watch this trash. This one, it's just, it's so bad and it's so wacky and weird, mm. but it's somewhat done something where it's captivated everyone. Like we literally got into the studio and we were just um, saying hi to the people yes. that are on, like, you know, working today. They're watching it. You know, I go literally on Twitter. On episode five. They're, they're up to date. I'm not. Let me just put that out there. Like, I even put it on Instagram. I was just like, who is watching this trash? And everyone was like, me, guilty. Like, something about it has just captivated everyone. But I think it's... Do you know, I don't know what it is. I think it's, I think it's a scenario. Because when you can paint a really good scenario of, like, of people in a particular situation, I think people kind of go, oh, that sounds interesting. Like, it's kind of like The Bachelor of mm. it. It's The Bachelor of it. Well, I don't know if it's the film It's like a success. mixture of, like, like uh, Married at First Sight big brother blind date big brother because you do see them in the house mm. and like the bachelor kind of like it's a hybrid of like multiple mm. shows that's probably what the pitch meeting was so peep this the bachelor blind date married at first sight and a bit of 90 day fiance yes because there's, there's a feel there and, <laughs> and, and big brother all into one mm. and someone's like god damn it he's got it give him all the money we're gonna make it but that's what i feel like it mm. is but then they can't see each other. Oh, and I yeah, think you've added that, another. <laughs> that, yeah, because I think that's the that's the kind of key to it is that they can't see each other. And it's like, would you do that? Because I think a lot of people, high key, when you're watching the show, you're kind of just like, but what if he ugly? Like, that's... <laughs> they needed to put more ugly people in there because to be honest yes. with you, yeah, I'm going to be real. Like, I'm not, not everyone there is my cup of tea, but... They're, they're, there's a baseline of attraction exactly. for all of them. They're all fairly attractive. Mm, but however, I would argue though that there were ones that were not like conventionally mm. attractive because no, they, they, right. they don't get seen. I think you're all right, the attractive actually. people- You're right. All the attractive people- Coincidental, right? Yeah, I mean- That's quite coincidental that all of the attractive people somehow were attracted to each other even though they can't see each other. That's quite coincidental. Mm, it's true. A bit of producing there, but mm, okay, that's but fine. That's why I was feeling, <laughs> I was feeling something about. I was like, "Hi, y'all." But the thing is, though, you realise that there are more people on the show, and I think what, yeah. it, what it ended up being <laughs> is that they kind of found who they really enjoyed and kind of just followed them. Because these times, there in the show, there's this guy called Rory that like is like comforting everyone. I'm like, "What's Rory's story? <laughs> like, what's Rory's storyline?" Because he's there comforting Barnet. Is his name Barnet? The Barnet. One that, Bar <laughs> Barnet. <laughs> <laughs> that guy as soon as i saw him i was like basic i was like basic. he was so my, basic my co-worker pointed this out yeah she said to me he looks like he stinks and the reason why Bitch. she said there was a hole in his trousers i didn't even clock that she goes there was a hole in his tracksuit bottoms when he's sitting there he smells <laughs> he smells you don't come on tv like with holes in your tracksuits like she's like he smells he stinks her man got free chick on him oh. barnet <laughs> like, but the, but the thing is that no, I, I agree with you in the sense that 
I, I mean, don't know if he stinks, by the way. I mean, yeah. like, he might not, by the I way. Mean, he might not. But in my mind, I'm thinking he probably doesn't care about clothes, and I think that's what the appeal is supposed yeah, to be he's about. A, he's him. a man's is man. He's quote a man. Unquote. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean he, but the thing is, he's mm. so basic. When you strip so back, wait, the, do you know what I wish? I wish I watched the show without actually looking at anyone. I wish I actually watched the uh, show. Back. So if, you, yeah. if, you're, if you've got to this point, watch the show without. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Like because then you can be like, was Barnet hot? Because I can see how someone would find Barnet hot. Absolutely. I can but see, and, for and a date, hearing. not to as the premise of the show is to marry. Yeah. Barnet is someone that you have fun with. That's the mm. thing. Some of the stuff he was saying, I was like, no, I peeped that. I kind of like his yeah. game. But he's but mad flirty though. He's mad flirty. That's why I'm saying that that attraction to me is more so like a, bleep, a beat and delete. But, that's yeah. not marriage material. That's iconic. Beat, that's, beat and delete <laughs> is, is that is what Barnet gives. He gives off F-boy mm. vibes. But the thing is though, he Which was given cool, that from the get-go. But, but that's then... cool because he's done it from the... Yeah. Okay, no. Cool. I, know, I know where you're going. 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 Like from the beginning, yeah, he gave his vibes, but you're gonna you're about to get into it. But then man started being trifling. Yeah. Obviously, you go go ahead, go Full ahead. Full trifle because with the ice cream because that, <laughs> like th- these times there, he got mad upset when um you know what I'm gonna be real, all the blonde women on that show. Do you Ooh. okay? Where are we going? You, I just feel like. Mm. <laughs> actually not even all the blonde women because there's only one blonde woman but she seems so basic to me that I was a bit like I'm over you like you just seem like any gal to what me. the one with the baby voice yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's fucking big big 34 <laughs> oh my. Go like, <laughs> I just I really feel a connection with when Barnett. she's with the girls it's like yeah so <laughs> it's like what are you doing my girl drinks too much <laughs> is what I'm gonna say really drinks I'm- too much because you know what every time every time I saw her like out of the house, mm. girl had wine in her hand. Girl had wine in her hand consistently. Would you not want to be drinking wine with that kind of show? I think I'd be drunk I mean, the whole time. True, but the thing is though, <laughs> when Barnett started, you know, giving up his fuckboy ways and basically, mm. okay, let me get back to that. Go on, yeah. First of all, my guy was like, oh, trying to find love, da 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 da, but then got popular. And he know he's playing the game in the way that I think he knows how in the sense of, I know that, for example, some people, it's easier for them to give off sexual energy than rather than romantic energy or sure. whatever, like trying to be intimate. So I think that's what he was doing from the get-go is like it was being really flirty, being really kind of like racy. And, you know, that, I forgot what her name is because I'm going to call her Emma because I don't know what her Wait, name is. Wait, which chick are talking? The one, Barnett. Jennifer. Jennifer, is her name Jennifer? Well, we're not talking about the same person that had the wine in the hand all the time. Yeah, the blonde chick. Jennifer. Um, she... I mean, when originally when she decided like, oh, you know, that she was talking to other people and because she, she had a connection with, um, I forgot the, the Mexican Mark. guy's name. Mark. Um, had a connection with him. He was feeling awesome types of way because um, before like they had an intimate conversation. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool. Like you're, so then you're invested. Cool. These times there, she then says, you know, like, oh, well, you know, we have a connection and we're, we're supposed to be thinking that he is invested in her. Tutus now. <laughs> He's on every gal saying, oh, you know, um, what if I was to give you a ring to, to Jennifer as well? But obviously in that sense, you would have thought, if, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh, so you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to wife me. You're trying to. Yeah, he, he's seeing all three of his options. He's seeing all three of his options. Because he's, 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 he's probably the only person that's got so much choice. He's trying to, decide which one but then you're also trying to not be the arsehole in the situation yeah. that's where i find it fucking annoying because you're not also being transparent because no, essentially we saw clips of you asking different people yeah like would you like what would you say about me marrying you and whatever 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 and i'm like why are you just willy-nilly saying these things to different people i get obviously you want to kind of have intimacy with these people maybe you're not good with communication but 
you're, it's weird to me. It's weird. It kind of felt like he was almost having his own version of the Bachelorette. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a mini Bachelor felt. in Bachelorette in the show. In the show. Yeah, Bachelor. but then, but then why is it these? basic because my guy was not giving anything special no no i think it's just that you could tell in his voice that he's probably someone who's athletic probably someone mm. who's very flirty but to me he just seemed mad basic yeah he seemed mad basic i want to go back to it's a small section i didn't last long but the bit that almost made me spit my drink at was some old white guy i don't think they had him on for very long no and he was like so first of all i can tell by your voice that you're african-american and she was oh. like well, what, first of all, why is that the first thing you're saying? Mm. Second of all, why did you think that? You know, just the way you speak. And she's like, I'm white. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I would have done the same, same thing. thing. Same I'm thing. white. And he's like, really? And she would say, she mouthed no. She never said no. <laughs> I'd have been like, yeah, I'd have done the same thing. But when she wrote down, you know, she checked out on him off the list like, no, bitch. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What? But then that's always the first thing when it comes to, when it comes to dating is that, I feel like if my, my race is mentioned in the first few messages or even the first parts of the conversation that isn't about racial politics, I'm like, mm-mm, because this is a thing for you. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm a, I'm a bloody person. I'm not trying to be all lives matter here, but like I am a person. And I think mm. when, when, when my ethnicity, my chocolate skin or oh, whatever no, no. gets mentioned in the first bloody you know exchange it just makes me think that's a bit of a fetishization there mm. um it might not be the case but it shouldn't come up so quickly because you don't know say that that's not coming up for white girls you're not going like white boys are not saying to white girls like oh yeah because you're white like that doesn't come up in convo mm. it's just the because obviously you know we're in a situation at the moment where white is somewhat the standard like mm. that don't come up for them but it comes mm. up for me obviously being a minority uh, ethnic group in the uk it's fine. It's fine if we have those conversations about racial differences. Mm. That's totally fine. But to bring up certain things, I guess, in the first convo, it's just a bit It's a bit strange to me. If it naturally gets that way between the two of us, that's totally fine. But if you're mm. straight up going, yeah, so do you like jollof fries? You know? You're already coming with an expectation. Yeah. And these times that you haven't even asked me where I'm from. Well. <laughs> like, I'm just like, sis. I think one thing for me, I guess, le- leading on from that, my coworker... Um, she's in an interracial relationship herself just a caveat but she's i think either she tweeted or retweeted like if i hear interracial if i hear like race or something one more time i'm gonna scream with this show because every minute it's like you know it doesn't matter what you look like what your race is that's all taken away and it's just constantly said like yes. it doesn't matter someone's race it's like why does that keep getting said like mm. I, 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 I have a feeling it's prompted this is why that they're mm. saying it because it doesn't feel natural. Because but they're pushing that black narrative. They're pushing that black and that, white narrative. They're really especially. Pushing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm here for it because Haki the man's cute and the girls. He's cute. cute. He is cute, and they're they they they're cute. But that convo comes up a lot, and there actually is only one interracial couple. Mm. Mm, well, I mean, I suppose there was the high pitch Jennifer and also Mark. Mark. Yeah, but sure. I didn't even know he was um, Latino. I mean, he's that was. The I didn't thing even know because he kind of talks about how he's Mexican, and I'm just like, yeah, but you're you're a white passing Mexican essentially. Yeah, but that's because, a whole. But that's a whole other different conversation. <laughs> but because um, obviously he knows that he's white passing because he talks about the fact that um, his ex girlfriend or yeah someone he was dating eventually when his dad when their dad opened the door they were like oh you're not what I was expecting because he's white passing. Right. Okay. Okay. But. Um, I just think that the show, I think the show is trying to be very like forward thinking because I think they had the queer person and we're going to get onto that. That the queer person, they had um, the, the, you know, the the black person who's with a white guy. So the interracial couple. I've never been with a white guy before. And like, my lips lips are big and it's like, 
you know, if I kiss him, my lips will be just all up on his lips. Like, and I'm just like, it's not that deep, you know. <laughs> because to be honest, when you kiss, your lips are stuck sticking out anyway. You're 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 good, sis. You're good. Mm. Like she's like, I've never kissed a white man before, you know. Like my my, my big lips. It's like also your lips aren't that big. Like so, mm. I, mm, that was a bit like cringe. I don't know. I feel like he had. I can't actually. He was alright. He, he was fine. I feel like he had lips. As long as they're standard, you're good. Mm, there are some people no that lip. really don't have some. But to be honest, like I'm gonna be real. Like that's the minority. I you know I've dated some white men and it's all been alright. Like mm. they, their lips have been short. But you don't even smaller. think about that. No, you don't. You don't. Unless it sticks out. Like because mm. then I'll be kissing skin. <laughs> like just the skin of your your mouth, but. <laughs> But yeah, sure. Going on to the queer couple. Now, I don't know if you got to this point. Have you got to the point where... Have you got to the drinks throwing? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. Because I, I... So I've, I'm I'm at the bit where he's revealed to her that he is... Well... Girl. Bi or pansexual. Yeah, whichever he because, wants to identify yeah. as, because I don't know. But he's obviously revealed that he, in the past, has dated what he says, both genders. Mm, but you got to the point where he's revealed it. He's revealed it. And then he said it. And then... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. <laughs> he said it, and then she was like, "You mean like man and woman?" And he's, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah." And she's just silent. Like I think it's just because I mean, like I said, you're 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 more ahead than me, so I'm just gonna speak from my perspective. Like obviously for her, it was a lot to process because she just didn't know what to say. So she's kind of mm. like just still and silent, and then he's all crying and stuff. And then he throws something that wasn't a drink though. But he no, goes, like he no, goes, no, not that drink throw. I, I, I have heard about the alleged, your wig is slipping, but I haven't got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone talks about that. I haven't got there yet. Girl. Her, leg, her wig was slipping the whole time I, though. Wait. Her wig was back the whole show. <laughs> it's a fucking crime. It should be a crime. Like where it was. There's Doja Cat tees. Like, you know, the pictures of Doja Cat where the wig is halfway back on her head. I didn't think her wig was that. I mean, I was not looking at her wig. No, cause... I was. As soon as she got on the show, I'm like, why it look like that? <laughs> Look at those bumps, like. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to say from the get-go that I didn't like him. There's something about him. I didn't I did like, not him. like him. I didn't like him. I didn't like him. And usually I'm the person that. His attitude. He's mad rude. He's rude. He's rude. He's rude. And he was rude in the, con- well, first of all, go. let's go back. Man walked out, out. of the room when man, my girl was talking. She might have been boring. Yeah. But that's but she was rude. talking about her father issues. But I'm thinking, I feel like that conversation, you prompted something for that conversation to no, come No, you can't have just said it for no reason. Exactly. Like my father. And but to you- walk out is disrespectful. It so is. first of all, you're rude. Second of all, in his confessionals, he's got this cocky attitude. He's, he's, he's got this very arrogant sort of esque mm. vibe to him. Almost like he's kind of compensating for the fact maybe that he, he is, is queer. Maybe he is. Because maybe. I say that because when, after the whole situation went down, because to be honest, I wasn't sure. I didn't think that she was his type. But Me was, neither. Because he was kind of almost presenting himself like he was mad bougie and the yeah, girl was like, yo, yeah. I'm out here, did it, I'm sure. Yeah, she, I'm, she's I'm herself. Down to earth. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was a bit like, you two a couple? All right, yeah, okay, it cool. wasn't quite the right fit, but I have a feeling that he just didn't click with any anyone else and that mm. was the best option. That's mm. what I think. Yeah. And just a side note, I think with him as well, like not that there's a way to act masculine and feminine, that's all subjective. So that's, mm. you know, caveating that. But like he acted a bit more feminine-ish in the in the dating part and in the confessionals. And then when he Yo, met her, he was, was completely rude. different. Was he rude. was like, Yo, you need to learn. I'm like, that's- I was like- you don't, you don't talk like that. Exactly. But then I think when, that's what, that's the next stage I wanted to talk about is that when he got to the room and started going, yeah, you go, what if I got you a hat that that said- Mommy. Um, mommy or my, um, mine. I was like, or something like that to ownership. And I was a bit like, where is this coming that from? That came from nowhere to me. Where is it? Maybe this... maybe the producers cut all of that out because he didn't act like that before. Mm. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, in my mind I was thinking, 
oh, is he nervous because he needs to tell her? Sure. But Just I'm like, I think. and I guess that that's why he kind of needed to kind of caveat that whole situation to be like, oh, I really want you. I'm really invested. Because that's what I was thinking. Because I was like, why are you acting so gross? Like, you're, <laughs> you're saying like, yeah, like, um, how are you going to treat daddy and all this yeah, mess? Yeah. And I was just like- fuck boy stuff. Literally fuck boy stuff. And I'm like, that he, I think what he does is that, I think he almost kind of like teases or pushes away because these times there, the girl almost felt like she had to kind of like, de-escalate the situation. She had to she, leave. Yeah, because she felt like the situation was getting a bit too, a bit too much. So they end up going to the pool now. And obviously he, he confesses, like, essentially he's like, oh, you know, this thing about me. And we've all been here. Well, I say it's not all of us, but I get that kind of, that world of, you know, you really like this person and you're afraid of them rejecting you. Like it's getting to that point where mm. it's almost like, oh, like, I really like you. And once this is out, this is out, you, you know, you can't turn away of who, you know, turn away who I am. This is who I am. I'm going to present myself to you. And and I'm not sure if I can stomach, like, you kind of, like, visually showing your disgust for me or visually no longer seeing me as a, you know, a romantic viable partner. So I I understand the motivation for the, for the situation. I understand his feelings. But in my mind, I'm just thinking the way he went about the whole situation, I'm like, it should have been, and maybe it should have been discussed from the get go. If this is what it's going to end up to is a huge crying mess of this is who I am. I felt like maybe you should have just kind of worn it on your sleeve rather than wait till this stage. But it happened how it happened. And I'm also going to speak on that in, in, a, in a bit in terms of when you should come out and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I feel like the way he reacted and I get like, he got angry, he got upset. Cool. When they come back now, this is where I'm going to fill you with information. When it comes back now, um, they have a conversation because the whole time she's sitting around different pools and I'm like, they got all these shots of like, I got to talk to him. I got to talk to him. I got to talk to him. And I'm like, my girl, you've gone to the crabs table. You've gone to the pool. You've gone to the bedroom. Like you've gone everywhere. You now need to speak to this man. So, okay, cool. They, they talk, they sit by the pool. And essentially what ends up happening was, um, she felt as though he had been dishonest and she he he was like how have i been dishonest how have i been dishonest and it's like well, no you didn't tell me from the get-go you should have told me so i could have had time to process things she didn't necess necessarily say no but she did say you weren't honest from the get-go but and then essentially what ended up happening was um they ended up because i can't remember word for word how it happened but essentially what ended up happening is they ended up getting a dispute of whether or not they were they were being honest essentially and Essentially, they were like, she ended up shouting at each other for some reason. And I can't remember the, the crux of it. Essentially, it was like the fact that they, she wasn't, he, like, she felt as though he wasn't being honest. And he felt as though he's being rejected. And and I'm guessing that he's probably been through that before in the sense that, oh, you no longer see him as a real man and whatever. But essentially, they end up getting into a real heated debate and argument about the whole idea of being honest and stuff like that and being fake. Because she felt like, she, he, she really felt like she had been played in a situation. And he felt offended by that. And essentially that's what sparked the argument. That's what then sparked the whole, her throwing the drink at him. Cause I think she and he insulted her. And then that's when the whole comment about your wig has been slipping from when like da 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 da. But to be honest, he incited the whole situation because he was so aggressive. Like, I think he, I think he was in so much pain of being rejected that he kind of almost like fulfilled this prophecy because he was so worried about what she would, what she thought, instead of actually sitting down and having the conversation, you just built up all of this in your head because you've been either been rejected so many times before that essentially you kind of almost assumed the scenario was going to go how it went. But at the same time, for her to kind of say like, I feel betrayed, 
kind of makes me think that it probably would have went the way that you thought it would have went, which is her rejecting you because she probably doesn't feel as though that he's attracted to you because she also did ask him, are you attracted to me? Are you attracted to men? Like, and he was saying, no, just because I'm attracted to to men or I'm attracted to the person, like I'm attracted to you. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't and that type of thing. And he mm. mentioned that, but yeah, it did not end pretty. No, of course them. not. And I think that's gold for the show. They oh yeah, it was gold it. for me. But because of the environment they're put in, it's harder for him to mm. have that situation. I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I haven't seen it yet, so mm. I haven't seen how rude he was. But mm. that scenario is high, it's higher pressure for him as someone who is 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 whether however he wants to identify because he hasn't said exactly. Mm. That's higher pressure because there's a limited amount of women in the show. Yeah, and it's when do you say? Because if I because some women, you know, they are not comfortable with men mm. being attracted to men even though they're attracted to women as well. It makes them extremely uncomfortable. I don't think that's okay, but it, it's like they think it's almost like a direct hit on their femininity, mm. in a sense, if a man is possibly attracted to other men as well. I think a lot of the time, and I can only speak for really my community, like black community, I think when women hear a man is attracted to men and women, he's just gay. Mm. he's just gay yeah. that's it and you're gonna want men mm. that's it you want men or more than if women you, even if you go with me you're gonna secretly want men and cheat and, and exactly these times there like your straight husband who <laughs> who probably hits me up in my DMs <laughs> um, but but then or even even then it's like you know your straight husband who is straight who is only attracted to women can still cheat but essentially what you're seeing what she's seeing and I feel like what a lot of kind of women are seeing is that um, they're not actually looking at the traits of the man that they're with. Yeah. They're looking at the possibility that there's more options for them. So therefore, they like if you sure. have more options, then why wouldn't you cheat? Yeah. And I'm kind of like, so then essentially you are not really thinking about who you're dating. You're kind of, no. you're thinking about what you're dating. Yeah. And that is a problem because mm -hmm. it's like, basically what you're doing is you're, you, you prefer dating a preset then. You prefer dating a basic ass man that's just attracted to women and that you don't really know. Because it just seems like if you knew this person, if you sat down and knew this person that knew this person was bi and you know they had conversations. And this is where I could see, this is where I feel like I can see things from her perspective because if she got to know him, she probably would have realized that he's very, you know, monogamous and is that person that would have stayed in a relationship regardless of whether or not he's attracted to men or women because he, he I mean, the way he presented it, it wasn't sure if it was, I wasn't sure if it was pan or if it was like just bisexual, but, and obviously there's other, there's other sexualities out there, but I, her concerns were not kind of met at the start. And that's where I'm like, I can see your point. Yeah. But that's from an ignorant standpoint of you probably don't come around, um, come across a lot of bisexual men or you probably haven't probably dated not. a lot. She probably that's not. where I'm like, I'm going to allow you because of your ignorant... And the scenario they're in. Scenario. And the scenario yeah. they're in. They've had to hyperspeed every mm. stage of the relationship. Mm. So whereas, you know, maybe if this was a regular type setting, you would have the time to kind of have these conversations and, and, mm. and get to know the person, but they're literally in there for a couple of days and they've already had to kind of propose. And so that scenario just, just intensifies any issue that you'd have. It intensifies every issue that you've had because everything's just squashed into this short time frame. Exactly. So it's not to make excuses for them, but it's also just like, it's already extra intense just mm. because of the fact that I've literally had to propose to you after day four or day five or whatever. I'm not even sure how many days it was because I was just thinking- Me neither, I can't is keep it, track. Is it like TV days or is it like, because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, is it edited down? Because I'm just thinking for someone, like this is where I'm like, I think I agree with your point where whether it is real or not real because I'm just like, I already as a priest, like also like as a thing, I just don't believe like 
um, American TV. Like I just, I uh, immediately yeah. assume it's fake. Cause I'm just like, I don't know why, but also because I can't relate to like the American mannerisms. If it was British, I probably could relate to it more. and probably think it's real depending on how they act because I can tell. Cause I am, yeah. do you know what I mean? Cause I am British. Um, but I'm already assuming it's fake. But <laughs> <laughs> as you said, for argument's sake, going back to that couple, I just feel like if it was you, how would you how would you feel like you would want the situation to go down? So say if me. For, yeah, because I'm just thinking, because for me, I just feel like I would have preferred, I feel like I would have preferred you to kind of tell me in the get-go, but obviously I'm a queer person, so it wouldn't matter too much to me. Um, well, it's difficult because for me, like I'm a person that's, I don't even like to use the word accepting because who am I as a het sex woman to accept anyone? Your existence should be accepted as a baseline, but that's obviously another story. Like, mm. so I'm not, I'm not, I hate saying it because it seems like I'm on this high horse, like, yeah, I accept you, I accept you, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like saying it like that, but for me, I don't have a problem with that. I, I mean, I've never dated someone who has explicitly stated that they were bi or pansexual. Um, however, that's not a problem for me. Mm. Um, it used to be, like, I used to find it uncomfortable mm. before, but. That was before I actually even dated anyone, like, um, and I was ignorant and I didn't know anyone that was queer, LGBTQ+. Mm. Plus. Um, so if I was on the show and he stated it from the jump that that was the case, I would be like, oh, cool. Okay, fair enough. The problem is I understand from his perspective, he doesn't know he's going to get me. He doesn't know he's going to get someone like me where I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's assuming already, and I guess rightly so, that I'm going to have a problem with it. So I would be fine, and I'd much rather he say from the jump, but then also at the same time, it's like, you should be telling that when you're ready, but then when it, when it comes to dating, there's, mm, you know, like, it's, it's, it's tricky when you throw dating in the mix, but even if he told me at that stage as well, I would still be, like, fine, because I guess I'm understanding that it's a hard thing to say fairly early on, but that's coming from the perspective of someone that is like, all right, cool, but from his perspective, he doesn't know that if I'd be like that, he wouldn't know that, so I would be right, to be honest, I'm not her, I'd actually, like, if he, if he literally was just like, oh yeah, so basically, da -da 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 -da, but I truly felt that there was a connection there, it wouldn't be a problem, where I would get wishy-washy, and it's nothing necessarily to do with the sexuality, is that he's telling me that, but I also felt like it weren't really going that well anyway, if I felt like, hmm, this is not really, like, I don't feel like you're actually that into me, him saying that it's not necessarily the problem, it's more like, you're bringing this up, and I'm not, like, there's this some, is this is just, like, this is just a lot, like, there's just like, I, hmm, you know what I mean, like, so I guess if the connection was there, and it's strong, and he's just like, oh, like, you know, I, I dated men and women in the past. Okay, fine, great. <laughs> great, like, that's fine. I don't, I don't mind, like, I don't care. But he doesn't know that I'm, he's, not, he's gonna get someone like me. Because if I'm gonna be real, I think th that thought is actually in a minority. It's a growing minority, mm. but I think that thought is in a minority. And, and obviously, if we look historically, that really was not accepted. Mm. So I'd be fine. I don't really care at both stages, but I'm, I'm not her. I don't, mm. yeah. I think it's by a person by person basis, but I think he needs to kind of, it sounds, it's, is this gonna sound rough? But I feel like he needs to have more respect for himself in the sense of, you know what, if I'm this and if you don't accept that, then it is what it is. Because I think that, you know, you're gonna kind of get to know all these people and essentially it's gonna get to this point where you're, you're dating all these people or you're seeing different people and you're withholding this information. Obviously I know in these circumstances it is controlled environment, but, and obviously for them, for, for straight people, for straight cis people, there's no kind of, like there's no conversation that is usually had about sexuality because 
it's almost like as a baseline, um, people assume people in, you know, if the person's cis male and cis female, that they're both straight. But obviously if you're a gay person or if like myself, like when I'm on dates, first, the first thing we ask on a date is, oh, are you, are you bi or gay? Like, mm-hmm. and then after that, how do your family feel about your existence? Like that is pretty much the <laughs> yeah. standard for a gay day. So, and then it gets into, you know, obviously we talk about if whether or not we're we're queer or what kind of queer we are and stuff like that. And maybe it turns into sexual preferences and stuff like that, right. depending on what kind of day it is. But I guess it is a harder scenario that I personally can't understand because I'm not bi. So, um, but what I do feel as though is that you need to be in an environment or you need to, not an environment, you need to have the kind of like vim to be like, yo, I'm bi and, or I'm pan and I fall in love with people. And and not to say that you should have to, that people um, deserve that from you. Cause I don't think they deserve that from you. I think it's more for you. And when it comes to dating, cause this clearly is a, is a, is an issue for you that people kind of push you away. And also in mind, you might need to look into the people that you're dating because high key, you kind of already knew that it was, if it was, if you felt mad comfortable with her that you could express that, you would not react it that way. You didn't feel comfortable enough and you felt as though she was going to reject you. And in the end, not that she rejected you for that reason, because I think she rejected you for the way that you flipped out and also who you actually are yeah. because you are a trash Dickhead. person. <laughs> like, Dickhead. Yeah. Um, I think he needs to kind of like, he needs to be able to kind of just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't care what gender you are and da, da, da. And some people find that amazingly attractive. Mm. Like, some people find that hot. And some people find that repulsive and that's just, it is what it is. Like you can't, you, you can't force people to, you know, to like you. And, and I think whether the complication is, is probably because he's, he's an attractive guy. Yeah. And that is usually the crux. Because I think he probably gets a lot of attention. And also, I guess, as you've told me before in our, you know, our personal conversations, there's this uh, a, a, a assumption that a black man is always straight. Yeah. Oh my god! Most yeah. of the time, like that, a black man is straight, so he's obviously had to kind of experience that himself mm. as well. So that comes into the mix with ethnicity and sexuality mm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't even matter if he was even slightly femme. Like when you're a black male, like the default is mask, and if anything that steers away from that, then essentially you are a you are just like, it's so weird. It's almost like you're offending other people, like by kind of not adhering to your masculinity mm. or adhering to those stereotypes. Yeah. Like not just, but the thing is, it's not even just people within with like who are black. It's also just everyone. It's like, if you don't perform, like you're, you're essentially not worthless, but you're essentially kind of defective essentially. Yeah. Which is messed up. Yeah. Messed up. Because half the people don't even meet the criteria. <laughs> but anyway, um, that show's trash, but I love it. It's trash, but you know, you eat McDonald's every day, so. Hey, well, I, mean, I don't. <laughs> no, but neither do I. No, I mean, if I, if I. But people eat McDonald's every day, mm. and everyone talk about that. So sometimes you watch trash stuff, and, mm. and it's good. So. <laughs> I'll be getting my double cheeseburger after this. Oh. <laughs> um, so, what we're next gonna talk about is health and wellness. Um, so this is a segment where we essentially talk about things that are happening uh, in the world regarding health um, and also pop culture, slightly. Um, so what we wanted to talk about is Jam. Well, we have that situation with, we got to say her name, we got to say her name. It's Jamila Jamil, right? <laughs> <sighs> like, all right, cool. So let's just start from the beginning and I'll, I won't, I won't take too long. I'll whisk you through it, but... Obviously, if you if you are on social media, you heard of Jamila Jamil. She's popped up a lot more recently because she's in the good place. I remember her from T4. Buff show. Of 
cool. That's <laughs> 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 I, I think it's alright. Um, I remember her from T four in the morning presenting the music I channel, and she was beautiful. Like I thought she was mixed race, and like Same. I thought she was. I mean, like, she is. Well, she's no? mixed race. Sorry, I, like, I, I'm being so, such an ignorant person. Where you know, when you go up thinking the mixed race is just white and black, it's mm. not. Let me just correct myself. I thought she was white black. And mm. found out that she's Asian and white, I believe, or Asian. I, I don't know her ethnicity. Mm. I should Google it, but I'm not going to. Cool. So like, same though. I thought she was white, black too, but so yeah. Yeah, she's she's in, she's, she's I believe in Indian, Indian yeah, or, yeah, or Pakistani. Her dad is South like, Asian. Yeah, her dad's like yeah, South Asian. Cool. And like, she pops up a lot like on social media because she's become this freedom fighter for body image and all of this type of stuff, which is a good thing overall. Like, mm. you know, she'll call out like you know Kim Kardashian advertising diet suppressants, all this stuff, which is great. But she comes across as a bit annoying. Like, she comes across as a bit jarring to a lot of people. It, for some mm. reason, it it don't it doesn't rub people rub people the right way. But I would never say anything about her because it's like she's doing she's speaking out so even if it comes across as a bit jarring i'm not mm. gonna cuss someone that's trying to you know in my mind make the world a better place but then as of lately she'd just be saying some stuff that's a bit orcs like i think she had some post where she was like i'm, I'm rich i'm da, 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 and it was a bit like okay cool <laughs> and then obviously as of recently the thing that sort of came out is that there's a show that's going to be on like ball ballroom or what would you call it oh ball, yeah so i think like, it's gonna be a ballroom competition so yeah. like vogue ballroom yeah um that type of thing, not like to be misconstrued with the um, ballroom dancing. With the, I don't even know what that is. Like, like the cha cha. I was gonna say cha cha cha, but I was like, wasn't sure if that was. Yeah, and like the walls. But no, not that. it's it's not very that. much. Um, <laughs> We're glad. It's very much the Butch Queen Femme. If they, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, um, Vogue type. Um, no, I want to say FK tweets because she really is like a guest in that house. She's um, a guest. Yeah, she's, she's a guest. guest. She and she knows, and she knows she's yeah, a guest. She's an, she knows. I must say, other than unlike Madonna. But anyway, mm. <laughs> so like that's gonna be a show apparently that's coming out, and they announced who the judging panel is gonna be and what. Even this is even a point that I'm gonna make. The fact that I only know two of the judges' names and they're not part of ballroom scene is actually quite problematic. So two mm. of the judges are gonna be Jamila Jamil and Meg The Stallion. Mm. The fact that I don't know the other ones who are actually in ballroom mm. is an example of why this is kind of a bit of an issue. And so she got announced as a judge and people are like, what the fuck? Especially with her. To mm. be honest, Meg The Stallion shouldn't be a judge either. However, people got on her yeah. a lot, right? Because they're just like, why the fuck are you doing this? You always talk about amplifying people's voices and, and it feels like you're taking space because yeah. you're not in ballroom. Because she also, I was reading before we got here, like that she kind of like stepped down from a role of being a, like being a deaf person um, in a position. She said that she stepped down from that because she felt as though that position could have been held by a person that actually is deaf. And I'm thinking, so you're aware of this whole idea of taking up space. Yeah. So in this scenario, I'm a bit like, you've never, but then I can understand how someone who's never kind of like even interacted with ballroom or gone to balls or anything or any kikis or anything and think, oh yeah, well, I could judge this, but you don't even know what you're looking for. Exactly. You don't even know. I don't know you're doing personal research in your own time, but I know you're not, I know you're not lining up with the rest of us when we're trying to get our tickets. And I think part of, part of the issue is, is that, Afterwards, she came out as queer um, mm. and, and thought that that was, I guess, a justification as to why she should be judging mm. the show when that's still not the case. No. Because it's specific. Not everyone who's queer is into ballroom. Exactly. And also, 
let's say she had done that research and let's say she actually knew her shit you could have come out and been like no actually I turn up at I'd the balls be at weekly balls and literally and show like I'd be at balls and then take pictures and if then she did that I'd have shut, shut my mouth mm, I'd have been like mm, alright cool you mm. right let me shut up but these times there, but that's not the case you are not at them balls you are not standing behind sis and patting her back when she's just done her and she got her tens like you're really not exactly. there exactly and I think that speaks to the problem of people kind of feeling as though they're entitled to certain cultures or entitled to sure. kind of subcultures specifically ballroom because they're queer sure. like, don't get me wrong you're a queer woman of color but yes, at the same time yes, you've, yes. you've put nothing into that community sure. you haven't donated you haven't gone to the events you haven't supported the people yeah okay just because you come under the identification of a queer person of color doesn't automatically mean that yeah i know all about ballroom it really exactly. doesn't because exactly. these times there there are white people that have been in ballroom longer than you have and have and have um put in more to the culture than you have what because you're asian no sis no 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 no. don't get me wrong the space is is, is a welcoming space i'm not trying to say that i'm not a gatekeeper i'm very much not a gatekeeper i've only just you know, recently got into ballroom because I was like doing a documentary about it and I realized like oh wow it's a really the documentary never came out because also I'm so glad that it didn't but it was a really kind of its own thing and they have they have their own kind of like terminologies for things they have their own customs for things and I'm not trying to make it seem like it's some sort of like dynasty but to a certain degree it kind of is, is. <laughs> like Kinda you is. have you have people that are held in high regard and you have like these hierarchies that are not you know, that are not toxic um, from what I've seen. Um, and obviously I'm still new to it, but I'm not coming into that space thinking that I know the most and that I can claim that. Yeah. I can't claim that. Yeah. I'm I'm just trying to like exist in the space in the way that I can be respectful for others. But essentially what you're now doing is you're taking up space monetarily and also- Yeah, money-wise too. That's what I'm saying, because yeah. that's someone else's bag. That's a bag, that's a bag for someone. Um, and obviously like there's even the concept of should this be a show anyway because mm. sometimes when things reach the mainstream and get co-opted kind of like when Madonna did Vogue it kind of steals from the voices and takes away from the voices that have actually been pioneering this thing and it becomes this mainstream thing it's why you know we get to the point where white girls are saying yes queen and reading and oh, all of this stuff so anyway but that, then don't want to interact with the people but don't want to interact with people that have actually built it to the place where it's it's become so that's actually the backstory so that's not even the story <laughs> itself I just wanted to make sure that backstory was there just so that when I start um, explaining what I'm explaining people don't think I'm excusing that behaviour because I'm not mm. she's wrong for that but shortly after the internet is hot for her now like mm. everyone's on her neck because it's like you know you're taking space you're taking space there's also other people like that battling those people like why you forced her out and she's queer and why are people you know so it's all of that's happening and then someone adds to that and decides that they want to out her and I'm using quotation marks with my hands but you can't see for being for faking illnesses and that's where now it becomes an issue for me because they were saying that she has something called Munchausen's, which is essentially a mental condition where someone um, pretends and, and makes up their conditions. And um, they just got like a bunch of clippings from headlines, um, stuff about her getting uh, hit by a car, stuff about her having cancer twice, uh, stuff about her having a condition called Ellis Danlos syndrome and essentially going, oh, I've gone down the Jamila Jamil rabbit hole and it's crazy. Like she's... Um, She's, she's, she's crazy, she fakes illnesses and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hmm. Now, I was trying to be open-minded so that there's a potential that she 
could have been making it up. But when I started looking at this so-called evidence this person had, this particular person, it's like, you ain't got nothing. You got a bunch of clippings and headlines. That doesn't mean anything. And newspapers can like, you know, ham things up when she didn't really say it in that way. And then they also had other other celebrities that are apparently faking their illnesses, including Justin Bieber with his recent diagnosis of Lyme disease and other reality stars. And they're like, wow, it's really like a thing that celebrities are making up illnesses. And a big red flag is when they say they've got Ellis Danlos syndrome or chronic fatigue syndrome. It's usually a red flag that they're oh, lying. God. First of all, Ellis Danlos syndrome is a real condition, same with chronic fatigue syndrome or ME as it's also called. Um, that's a problem. And it's hard because I want to come out and say like, that's disgusting what you're doing, like in terms of like outing someone who's not very well. But like, I didn't want to make it seem like that defense means that I'm defending something else. And unfortunately, when stuff gets squashed together like that, you know, people can think, oh, you're just defending Jamila Jamil. You know what she did? I'm not, I know what she did. But that's not okay that she's been outed for faking her illnesses when I don't think she is. I don't know her. There could be a chance that she is. But this is, this is sick people's biggest nightmare mm. is publicly being outed for faking your illness when you're not very well. You're already not well. And then for someone to come out and say, oh, see, you see these people, they come out and they, like, that is a massive fear. So when you see this happening to someone like that, it's just like, you know, and, and this person now is making a Patreon to, 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 to get paid to talk about and expose Jamila Jamil. Like, they're obsessed. And it's just not right. So I kind of just wanted that caveat there also about the ballroom stuff because I don't support that. I think mm. she's, to be honest with you, I think she's a bit jarring. Yeah, yeah, she's a bit jarring. <laughs> no, she is. I think, I honestly think that person's heart is in the right place. I don't yeah. even think she's a bad I don't person. Think she's a, yeah, I don't think she's, I don't a, think she's a bad person. She's not malicious. I genuinely think that person has the best interest, at people's best interest at heart, mm. just doesn't always express it in the right way and is a bit out of touch. Yeah quite a lot out of touch but that's not like all of that is not an excuse for the treatment that she's getting because right now it's the not the way okay. that people are talking about her as if they like hate her and I'm like nah nah I don't think she deserves that she should be criticised yes don't get me wrong her coming out as queer she genuinely thought well that's my you know that's my bargaining chip to be in, yeah. in the scene no it isn't sis sit down Sit down. That's, that's, that's simply it. Yeah. Hi, Key, I'm kind of I'm kind of looking at Megan Stallion, but I'm like, yeah, but we're yeah. all looking at Megan Stallion because Megan Stallion's popping. That's why we're the kind of like allowing freedom fighter. her. Exactly. And she's not, and she doesn't talk about social issues. Social issues, and that's part of it as well. Is that she doesn't, she doesn't. I think people wanted to take Jamila Jamil down because it's like, oh, you want to talk about everyone? Well, what about you? Meg the Stallion yeah. just 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 twerks with her good knees and stays in a <laughs> corner. Now that's not an excuse for her to actually be judging the show either. Mm. But that's the reason why her heat is not the same as Jamila Jamil. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of anonymity around her or whether or not where she stands with queer people. Because I don't know how she stands because obviously I haven't, you know. I think that with that, I'm not, I don't hate Jamila Jamil. No. I, don't, I no. really don't. What reason? Um, exactly. Don't, I mean, there are a lot of other people to hate huh. other than her. Because I know Lawrence Fox. Is his name Lawrence oh, Fox? Please, that please, trash please, of please, a human please, please. being. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can't is trash in his own right. Because then I think he kind of refers to the fact that she kind of uses the race card to kind of like, um, to get out of things on the question time or whatever it was. And he kind of, in an article, he kind of uh, refers to, he kind of scoffs at the fact that she kind of came out as queer and, say, and says that I came out as a vegetable. And I'm just like, Lawrence Fox, you're if the, you're not, yeah. Period. You're a asshole because, oh my God. It's like, you are so irrelevant. Who put him where he is now? Who, like, please tell me. He's, who actually he's relates from to money. him? He comes from money. He's like, like his cousin is an actress and his parents or whatever. Like he comes from money, essentially. Because every time he Because I don't know who the hell he it's is. It's almost like he's trying to become the next Jordan Peterson. But the, he's trying to get a book deal. Class. He's trying yeah. to get a book deal. He's trying to be Milo Yiannopoulos. Well, 
how that worked out for him. Um, <laughs> he's penniless now. Um, Milo Yiannopoulos, Ben Shapiro. He's trying to be like the British version. He's trying to be that version where he can get a book deal where it's going to be like... Um, Freedom of speech. It's gonna say something about I speak what well, I speak. Freedom of speech. Nowadays, it's gonna say something say like that on his book say. cover. It's gonna be his face, and it's gonna be loads of like <clears throat> people like buying his book. Like, yeah, see, so finally we can finally have our say. You know, so we're not gonna let the left get us down. Like, we're not like that's what they want, and they want oh, just... they want a figure for that, and they don't really have that. They have Tommy Robinson, but he's a bit too far for some people. So you only have someone that's a bit more moderate. Mm, who's working class? Because he's like the Ewan McGregor of political, like, mm. of the political landscape. I can say what I want. Yeah, you it's can. Fine. And you can also get punched you know, in your class. Exactly. Because <laughs> like, he's, he's trying to get ahead of, at people, like, get aheading in the sense that before they say it, he's like, yeah, I know I'm a white male. Did it? And I'm like, no. Okay, first of all, you are a white male and you do have privilege. But you know what? We're not even going to go into that argument because as soon as it, we do, the racist card or the race because you want to talk about the race the race card let's talk about how the racist card always gets pulled of like (laughs) oh i'm a racist then and i'm like nobody said racist i should say yeah sometimes yeah Yeah. and just look at you and see the reaction like how am i racist i have black friends i interact with black people all the time i interact with asian people all the time sis sis okay anyway I'm getting off of Lawrence because he's trash and he, yeah, he, I don't will, stay on he him. will be spoken about in future I don't stay on episodes. Him. But Trashy Man comes at Jamila Jamil. I'm just thinking these times there, I have not I have not seen anything that, you know, offends me about her. She's, you know, a bit annoying, a bit self-righteous. Yeah. But in terms of this, I feel like people are jumping on the bandwagon of the hate that she's receiving or the, the critique that she's uh, receiving about the ballroom stuff and yeah. jumping on that bandwagon yeah, exactly. to, then, to then use that kind of momentum yeah. to be like, well, she doesn't even have a, a disability. She's just a faker in, all around. She's disingenuous. And that shows your cards because you're saying it about her, but that means that I'm going to take that, that you'd say that about me. And that I think now starts to out a perspective of people when it mm. comes to being unwell and invisible illnesses because people roll their eyes at the invisible illness world now oh my god yeah i get it i get it i get it but you're showing your cards now because she's one of them as well mm. it doesn't matter like in terms of the stuff she's done it's trash fine but she's still one of them and when people mm. start doing that stuff people like me and other people get scared you know there's a, there's a whole subreddit called illness fakers full of really horrible bitter people that spend their days discussing and obsessing over people who are public when it comes to their conditions online they fucking they criticize every little thing that they do one of them died uh, about last year i believe of you know just under a year ago and even then in death you know they're still critiquing um and weirdly i guess they timed it well i got interviewed for an article written by the daily beast some guy that worked there just messaged me because he's like i'm writing a piece about people online that talk about their conditions because in my other my other job basically is that i talk about lupus and chronic illnesses online and essentially he was asking me some questions and he talks about that piece the piece is how something like um being ill online made them famous, but now they're, target, they're a target of trolls. And I personally don't really get targeted by trolls very much, but there's a lot of people that do. And he brought up that illness faker subreddit. And, you know, there's thousands of people on it. I think there's about maybe eight, 9,000 people that are on there. And it's just, that stuff exists and it's scary because you're just living your life, especially in pain, struggling. And then just because of the fact that you posted something that someone's going to take that and then, And then misconstrue it as I'm not, you're not ill because X, Y, Z, even though these times that you have, you could, what's so funny is that these people can kind of go out their way to kind of search for a, a condition that, you know, that essentially refers to the fact that you're faking a condition and can know everything about that, but then can't even take the time to then search your condition specifically, even though it's your, it's in the public, 
it's in the public eye and the information is there, but you don't know anything about the condition. Everyone's a GP now. All of a sudden, when it comes to Jamila Jamila, everyone's like, see, yeah, Ellis Dallas means that. You don't know what it is. And how it's affecting the what person. It you don't know what it is. Literally. And also, there's like about four different types of it. Um, there's four different types of the same illness. It, de- it depends on person to person. You can't know, but you just conveniently somehow become an expert in it when it comes to critiquing her. And you think because of the previous stuff with the fact, you know, with the Vogue ballroom TV mm. show, you think it's okay. It's not okay. Mm. It's not okay. It's not okay what she's done in terms of like taking space, but it's not okay. But to, it's not nearly as okay as, as that. Like it's disgusting. It's disgusting. That's all I have to say on that. And it's a real fear that people with chronic illnesses have that might be in the public eye that might have an Instagram. It's a real fear. Like, and I just, it, it yeah, no, it just made me angry because mm. it sounds like, because also you in in that same breath, you're also delegitimizing some of the arguments about her taking up space in ballroom. Literally, in the same breath, because now some people might um, ignore some of that stuff to defend her. Like you've just muddied the waters. You've actually muddied the waters. You've derailed the argument to the point where it actually doesn't help who you originally set out to. No, or it who you were trying like, and they weren't quotations. even. You just using no, it as an excuse because you were not fighting for you were not fighting for for the trans people of color in the ballroom community you were not you were you genuinely don't care about them it was a means to an end to you because essentially that's that's kind of the main concern that i have about jamila jamil be even being in those spaces is that it's supposed to be protection and then when it becomes commercial those people don't get the protection that they did before no, they don't because now no. they're being highlighted yeah. and they're being killed at rates that we can't even you know we can't even fathom so you know, Jamila Jamil, Jamila Jamil, you're wrong for that. But at the same time, I'm not going to be sitting and and reading subreddits or you know counting when how many times she coughs to work out whether or not she's ill. Not doing that, sis. Like, because who am I? I'm. I haven't got my degree in. I haven't got my medical degree. And even if I did, I'm not observing you 24 seven. No. So, <laughs> so no. Like, you need to. Like, uh, I think genuinely, when people see. Not that it's special treatment. When people see people getting a different type of treatment, different, the emphasis on the word different, they see it as, oh, well, these snowflakes or this person is getting this special treatment when really, and it's almost like when they see that, they almost feel like, oh no, this can't be right. They have, there has to be, you know, she's been managing all this time. No, it's almost like they feel like they have to uncover this truth that's not there. And it's just like, like sometimes equality does not look like everyone doing exactly the same yeah. thing. Some people need a leg up. Some people yep. need help. Yeah. But anyway. That's all I have to say on that. Like, y'all trash for dragging her for illnesses. You're trash for that. Sorry. Literally. Moving on to the main section. Um, <laughs> who should be cancelled? And on today's who should be cancelled, um, we have, um, I found a YouTube channel um, off of a YouTuber called Cat Black. Um, amazing uh, YouTuber who reports on social justice issues. That is not who we're talking about today. Um, we're talking about a channel called Liberty Heights. And essentially it's a girl who basically goes around. Gun girl. Gun, gun girl. <laughs> she goes around <laughs> and essentially interviews people about leftist topics or I suppose hot topics for leftists um, that they speak about or that kind of essentially kind of trigger them essentially. Um, and she asks kind of leading questions um, to, to those people um, to kind of either catch them out in a lie or mm. catch them out in kind of a loophole in their logic. Yeah, like um, to own them. You know how it's always like, Caitlin Bennett owns Libtard. Like, <laughs> you know, that have those titles that you see on YouTube. Um, and just to jump in, just to give a bit of backstory. So she was gun girl. So before all of this, okay. when she graduated from college, she took a picture where she had a, a cute dress. She looked cute. And she had this big old rifle on her back. <laughs> <laughs> this big thing that was about the size of her was on her back. And she said something about... 
gun rights or some shit. I can't remember the caption, but that went viral. Mm. And so that's why she's become like who she's become. Mm. And her name's Caitlin Bennett. And but that's where she started was Gun Girl. It was mm. bloody ridiculous. I found that hilarious. Like it's all <laughs> the rifle was big. Like, <laughs> you ain't using that. Like <laughs> she was walking around, and I think people were highlighting the you know the double standard that you're a white woman walking around with, with a assault rifle on your back as a black person. I would be shot. Not even like I'm not even gonna have to speak. I can't even speak. I'm gonna get shot. So other people's thing were like, yeah, gun rights and everything. But when it's gun rights for black people, no, you you, want, you lot want to stay quiet. The privilege of you being a little small petite white woman with the gun on your back. That's why you can walk around the campus with that on trash. Anyway. I'm clicking because I'm just like, I completely agree. Um, normally I'm not a person who kind of wants to kind of report on like American news just because I just feel like um, we have a lot of racial issues in our own kind of country that are not addressed by the US. But I thought it was like relevant um, to kind of like bring up um, because it mirrors a lot of stuff that happens here when it comes to kind of like, um, well, I guess we don't have Democrats here, but we have conservative people that kind of um, essentially- um, oh, The Republicans are conservative, sorry, just to add in. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. yeah no, I get mixed up between them. Um, we have, yeah, so we, instead of uh, Republicans, we have conservatives and we have kind of like liberals and, you know. Um, but I think that it kind, of, it kind of mirrors a lot of what's happening here in the sense that I think a lot of like conservative people kind of want to catch us out in a lie. But my thing is though, that I had a theory and this might be me and you can tell me this. You, I might be giving this person more credit than credit is due. And you know me, I always do that. Go on. Part of me is just like, is this just another dear white people? Like, is she like, not dear white people. Um, no, yeah, yeah, dear white people, the movie. You know when she, the, actually the series, you know when she meets the um, the original dear white, um, dear white person, uh, dear white people radio host in the show and then the person turns into essentially kind of like fights against like um, racism and kind of like those points as like, as a black woman, she kind of fights against those points to kind of like win um, win over kind of like conservatives because she's like the black woman that kind of believes in what they believe in. So she's their kind of like mm. white trump card. And we find out that she's only doing it because for coin, essentially. Mm. Um, and she can kind of appear on shows and things like that. Part of me was like, is she that person? No. Because I'm just like, some she's of the not. things that she says in the videos is ridiculous. No, like, she's I'm not. Like, she's not that person. Okay. She's absolutely not. Because obviously me giving you the backstory that she was gun girl mm. is a good indicative uh, marker of that. Mm. She started as gun girl and that's the reason why she's been given that clout is because mm. the conservatives love a pretty white woman that can, you know, be that, you know, Tommy Lauren, you know, mm. that, that same blonde white look. Genuinely, I think the reason why some of the stuff she said is so ridiculous is because she's stupid. I don't even think it, I, it's because she's stupid. She's not smart. Mm. And that's why even some conservatives, because they've had her on shows, you know, she's been on yeah. new shows and they're like, what the fuck is this bitch saying? Like, what? Like, <laughs> she just says some shit. I think she's not, I think she's not very bright. And the reason why I, I think that also is because recently a video has gone, <laughs> so funny. Recently a video has gone viral where she's gone to Ohio State University. I believe that's the uni. Mm. Trying to pull her same shit. But these times there, they knew she was coming. They were coming for that ass. So they came and bare the students were protesting. Add a little side note. And I have to say allegedly, because everyone's saying allegedly. Allegedly at some party, she had a nappy on and pooed herself. Or, I don't or, or, or get don't what about the that nappy. was about. Allegedly she shit herself. I don't know <laughs> if it's true or not, but people were calling her. Is that, you gotta shit yourself. Like, allegedly. <laughs> I don't know if it happened or not. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to report on fake shit. 
shit. But allegedly she shit herself. So when she got there, bare of them were there protesting. Mm. And they were all saying stuff like, where's your diaper? <laughs> like taking the piss to the point where like they had to like carry her because she was like, you know, there's a lot of students there. And so they had to get them in the car. People were throwing shit at the car, <laughs> like throwing liquor, throwing drinks, throwing oh nappies. God. And you can hear her in the back like, they're still throwing stuff. They're still throwing. And it's like, you're stupid. Like when she's shocked that they're throwing stuff at her. Do you know, like some conservatives, they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to get like, like when something like that happens, it's like, yeah, because of my views, I know that that stuff's going to, I don't think she's aware of the gravity of some of the shit she does. I Mm. I don't think she's very smart. I think they've plucked, they picked her up and plopped her down in this role Mm. as to be the cute young anti-liberal girl and I don't think she actually has the range Mm. I don't she's not like Tommy Lauren I think Tommy Lauren is stupid as well but she has more range to be able to handle herself I don't think this girl has the range I don't so I think that's why some of the stuff she says comes across as so ridiculous Whereas some other conservatives, they'll be a bit smarter with it. Like they'll mm. have, they'll or have they'll more things to say. They'll hold, yeah, exactly. They'll actually educate themselves on the matters and actually be around the people in order to kind of almost, in a not in a sly snaky way, but you know, not in a not sly snaky way. Essentially, gain the trust of those people, then use what they know against them to kind of disprove their existence sure. or, or yeah. the legitimacy of of who they are. Because essentially, one of the one of the things that kind of triggered me, or the videos that triggered me, just to kind of give a, ba- a bit of yeah. information of what the kind of things she does, is like one of the videos that I came across was the trans video, the, yeah, the, the trans terrible, bathroom terrible kind video. of video, yeah. which was about her basically kind of going around saying, you know, should we, if you walked into a bathroom and saw a trans, you know, should we have urinals in the women's bathroom? Because there, you know, if you saw a woman with a with a penis and she, you know, whipped it out and started peeing, like, you know, would you be okay with that? And tampons in the male's and bathroom. Then, exactly, and then, you know, asking men, would you be okay with the tampons in the male's bathroom? <laughs> and I was just like, and she's asking people, and then, you know, she asked people leading questions like, oh, because, you know, what about some men, you know, the men that have periods, do men have periods? And she's asking these things yeah, in this leading, leading way questions. to say that, you know, essentially trans men aren't men or trans females aren't females so they don't belong in those in those designated sure. bathrooms. And that, I mean, to be honest, that whole argument of the bathroom argument has always seemed stupid to it's me. So played out. So played because out. Because I said to you, like... I don't know about you because your your toilet experience is different, but women we're not walking, we're not whipping it out like and going, hey girl, like just walking around, like it doesn't matter who's there. And even if we did do that, to me, I don't give a shit either. But like, I just go in to piss and come out. Exactly. I'm just going to piss. I don't give exactly. a shit. I don't give a shit who's in there, which is why I think toilets should be gender neutral anyway. I don't think Literally. it's that deep. Our uni was great. Like our uni had gender neutral toilets and they never even said gender neutral. It was just toilets. You just go in, the cubicles are there. There's a toilet on every floor. It There's space. no queue. It saves money. There's no queue because I can just piss. Like, like the whole concept of the toilets being separated anyway is dumb to me. I just piss. I will go in the men's or the women's. I just want to piss. I don't care. But then I think some people are scared of um, abuse happening, which I don't think uh, the bathroom is that place that that happens. Yeah, and and I think it's also the fundamental idea that, you know, they're seeing seeing trans women, because it's usually the conversation around trans women rather than trans men, although it does always, happen. Always, always. But like, that trans women are number one, predators, and number two, not women. In, exactly. they're, they're men dressed as women to try and, and, try and assault your so, children mm. and assault women, because they think they're not women themselves. Yeah. And I think that, that conversation already is just fucked up, and you're never going to win in an argument like that, because you already have this... Pres- a preconceived notion that trans women aren't women mm. and that they don't deserve to. Wh- wh- I, but then I can that, go. I mean, we'll talk about that in a sec. But my my main thing about this whole thing is that 
a sign is not going to stop me from going <laughs> in in any bathroom. That's just on period. So when you're worried about predators coming in, my, if I could just what like I'm not that person because Heike, I'm not trying to get that taco, and I'm also consent is key. <laughs> like consent is key, and yeah. I'm not about having sleeping with anyone without consent. But a sign is not going to stop someone from 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 attacking you. It really is not. And that's not even that's that's not even, you know, addressing mm. the transphobic, you know, stuff that you're essentially trying to hide as concern. And that is the that is the yep. one thing that yep. always annoys me is that the homophobic, transphobic the rhetoric, not even rhetoric, the 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 fake concern, the performative concern that you have for your children, always throwing the children. Cause these times there, like you're not really caring about what's what's happening with the children before they go into the bathroom. You're just worried about, oh, well, because if, if it's, if you put point in the argument at yourself, you realize that you come across transphobic. But now if you, if you, if you, if you point the argument towards children that to get that sympathy vote of they're young, they're innocent, they don't know what's going on. Um, your daughter taught you about what trans was because your daughter watches YouTube. You had to learn from her. So she knows more about trans than uh, about the whole, uh, the experience of being trans more than you do. So she's probably going to educate you about it. Because I remember seeing an, a, a cartoon. It was what they were trying to kind of like illustrate was a man who kind of was like in, you know, in this kind of like really d- distressed look of, you know, smeared lipstick, uh, leggings, and then essentially mm-hmm. like, um, kind of like a, uh, like a, like a masculine physique essentially. Um, that it, it's supposed to look like it's just a man who kind of put clothes, women's clothes on um, and then looking into someone else's cubicle, mm. essentially being like, it's okay. And then the speech bubbles, it's okay, I'm transgender. And the mother saying to the child that's kind of walking into the room, um, don't worry, we're liberals. Like, don't look, we're liberals. And the, and the daughter's worried. And I'm just like, that is how you guys see trans females using that bathroom. That is yeah. how you see it. You see it as potential predators. But the thing is, this isn't the first time this has happened. No. You, like, s- straight cis people have been doing this from the time, like, from, since dawn. Been doing it towards any marginalized group of people. Do it to, you did it to queer people and the, um, or gay, gay people in the sense that all gay men are essentially inherently, you know, pedophiles. There was a long time yeah. where, where gay men couldn't be in scouts or, or, you know, whatever those organizations are called or beavers or whatever, because you felt as though, you know, that they would molest children because somehow you can conflate a child molester to, to a person being gay. So this is where I'm just a bit like... It's always picking and choosing it to just prop up their arguments. Mm. It's always picking and choosing it. Like, like you said, it's the fake concern. You mm. know that? Like, it's, I, I feel like it's fake concern and you're saying it because you, you generally are just transphobic and you want to you want to cover it with this actual like this concerned argument of looking after people when that's not the case mm. it's not the case because if that were the case you're worried about the children getting assaulted why don't you look in your own family and see that certain people's uncle are touching up your kids exactly and then they're still at the family barbecue presenting as the gender that they came as there you go mm. so yeah that shit pisses me off and so with her stupid ass leading questions and it's so funny because a lot of her responses people just didn't give a shit they were exactly. like oh that's cool oh that's fine oh yeah oh yeah sure it's fine you 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 want tampons in the male toilets he's like, you can have tampons in both. And even the people that weren't aware of like the trans male existence, because that wasn't the forefront of what they were thinking. They were kind of just like, yeah, I don't care. Like, there was one guy that was like, I don't care. And he was was like, I don't care. (laughs) He was so just, I don't care. (laughs) I mean, I thought the worst thing that would probably happen is you probably just get guys like being like, oh, this is a tampon. And then they put it in the, in the sink to see it expand. Because I'm not going to lie, I've done that before and it is fun. (laughs) But, (laughs) but. (laughs) Oh, wow. People with like, and then you start thinking of people with vaginas, like, 
that actually goes inside of them. Wow. And it expands. Like, I've heard men get confused mm. or like anyone that doesn't I find it fun. <laughs> I'm glad you find it fun. I mean, <laughs> you my, find it fun. From my privileged standpoint. Um, but like, I think her channel should be cancelled, first and foremost. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it should be taken down. No, keep I'm it just saying up. it's trash. Keep it up. I would just say that I think the reason why I wanted to highlight like this kind of particular thing is because I feel like I don't want her to get more fame because of this. Which she will. Which she will. She will. It's more, can we just start looking out for people like this who kind of, you know, use the arguments that they use because the the, the problem with, with like, you know, I, I don't want to consider myself liberal or, you know, but progressive or whatever. The problem with conservative people is that they actually do well with what they do in the sense that they observe. Yep. Some like, of some, some, some. Yeah, yeah, they observe and then they kind of then report back and then form these arguments. Yeah. I feel like we should just stop being triggered. We need to stop engaging. And I think I was watching the Young Turks and they were just like, yeah, it's kind of funny when they showed up and they threw shit at them. Yeah. But at the same time, she's going to take that and be like, see, do you see what the left are like when we try to speak our mind? Mm. They attack us, which... Mm, you want to talk about freedom of speech that's their freedom of speech of coming out and protesting against you that's their freedom of speech you have to honour it the same way you want it honoured mm. you can say what you like but they can also come out and call you a dickhead like <laughs> they can do that but I would have rather them stay in their dorms and let her stand in that fucking quad or wherever she is and there's, there's a dust bunny going past because that's truly the way we keep engaging with them and then we're, you're clicking on them like we're too triggered. We're it's not even just about being too triggered. It's kind of like engaging with them. You can be triggered in your own home and not mm. have to engage with her. You can mm. be triggered. Like some of the stuff she said, but my point is, is like when in the early days of when I was like, not early days of YouTube, but like a few years ago, a lot of the hashtags that some of these conservative people use are the same hashtags that liberals use because you talk on some of the similar arguments. Mm. And so what happens is, is that in my YouTube, I'll be watching certain videos and Jordan Peterson comes up, Ben oh, Shapiro yes. comes up, oh Milo God. Yiannopoulos comes up. But what happens is, is that liberals will then click on the video and watch them. Now, I do think that is a concept of knowing what they're talking about. We should know. When you start then engaging and clicking, that's what they want. That's the engagement mm. that they're striving for. You're boosting their image and it's kind of putting them up a bit more. And so I'm not saying we shouldn't, we should just, you know, put earmuffs mm. on it and like, not be aware of what they're talking about but don't go on her channel don't come up Actively, to her like, don't come avoid. up to her and answer her questions even mm. if that even if you disagree it, it, she's getting money from it like just don't do it let her talk to her fellow conservatives and they can have a whale of a time have a chat that's nice but that's not what she wants there's barely any conservatives that are in those videos mm. it's a lot of liberals that she wants to own and and, and destroy and embarrass. She barely has people that agrees with her in those videos because that's actually what's driving her content. And so for me, it's not to not to stick her head in the sand and not knowing what conservatives are talking about, but it's stop giving her clicks. Mm. It's hard though. It's hard to say. So for me, I don't share her videos of say, look what this dickhead is, look what this dickhead is doing. I will screenshot it so you're not getting my click. It literally. Or if you've already literally. got my click, I don't want you getting more clicks from other people. If I've somehow mm. managed to be on yours, or I'll watch it through Cat Black. I'll watch it through someone else. I'm, do you know what I'm saying? I'll it's, watch it's, a reaction it's, it's video. I yeah. don't want you getting my coin. Sorry, but I think that's part of the problem. But, yo, um, she can say what she likes. I, I, I want her videos to stay up because then they'll come and say, see, they're stifling freedom of speech. But theoretically, in my mind, the bitch is cancelled. <laughs> and that's on period, bitch. <laughs> um, iconic. So we're going to move on. So now we're moving on to the next section, which is, am I the asshole or advice hour? So where we basically bring up problems. You can actually um, message us if you actually have a question for us to answer. That'd be great. Um, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, and we can work out whether you're not, you're the asshole or if, 
they're the arsehole. Or if anyone in the situation is the arsehole, or if we need more information. Or no one's the arsehole. Exactly. Um, but usually there is an arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> usually there is. Yeah, it's not often that there's no arseholes. Literally. Um, so the first one, uh, Jam found. Um, and she's just going to give it a little bit of a read. Yes, I'm going to read. I'm going to ignore the update because the update's pointless. So the title is, am I the asshole if I report the couple's therapist that married my ex-boyfriend a year after our sessions with her? In 2017, I saw a couple's therapist with my then boyfriend and he, so she's 25 and he's 36. After three sessions with her, I refused to return due to her blatant flirtatious behavior and extremely judgmental attitude towards me, which my ex-boyfriend called me delusional for pointing out. She had told me that I seemed too immature and not ready for therapy or a serious relationship. The whole thing was focused on my ex-boyfriend and his complaints about me. She never asked about my feelings or my perspective in the relationship. We broke up about two months after the sessions, but I stayed living with my ex-boyfriend until November. Once I moved out, I had to return to our old apartment to get the mail. This was in December. And that was the first time I saw the therapist with my ex. They happened to be getting ready to go out on his motorcycle. They were both wearing full face motorcycle helmets, but I knew from her body type and her hair that it was her alongside with my instincts, which suspected something was going on the whole time. But nevertheless, I moved on with my life. I found out yesterday that my ex got married due to a friend telling me about a photo he posted on Facebook. The photo was of him and my ex-therapist celebrating their one-year wedding anniversary. I found her on Facebook with the name change, and sure enough, they got married, September of 2018. Or earlier, that's just when she posted the wedding photos. This was less than a year after the breakup with me and my ex. Um, And barely over a year after our sessions ended. So oh, bitch. there was overlapping. I'm considering filing. I'm, sorry, I was reading it. The next bit is like I'm. <laughs> I'm considering filing a complaint with the American Counseling Association. My friends and mental health counselors I know say that I have enough strong evidence. I am not upset that my ex moved on. Okay, so I am not upset that my ex moved on. I thank the universe every day that I'm no longer with that narcissist. However, I feel deeply disturbed to find out that he married our therapist, especially remembering all the harm stuff she said to me in the sessions which to be honest really mess with my head i fear coming off as bitter am i the asshole um okay so my thing is bitch there was overlapping because for him to get married like nobody's just married married less than a year after they broke up that's what i'm saying you were overlapped sweetie you were overlapped (laughs) do not be so do not be so messed up and so fucked up as if like the reason why he they went to here like to her was because Ooh. like they were already doing a thing and this would make things cleaner. Can you imagine? Like he's like I got this therapist that I know. Someone sent me and she's really good. I heard. Mm. I the way I see it in my head, it's kind of like you know you've obviously got the therapist number. That's usually mm. how it works. And he's there under the covers texting. Mm. See, she's she's saying she's annoying me again. Oh well, you know she's quite immature and clearly she has issues she needs to deal with and blah 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 and he's he's texting her he's texting he her is. so he's giving extra info so when she comes back he's like see this bitch yeah uh, but the thing is the, what's so messed up is that i'm not even sure that she can get done for anything other than other than the stat other than the facts the the things that she said in the actual sessions i don't think legally you can come for her for anything i think it's not legally yeah. he's filing a complaint with the american psychologist association so this is not legal this is her getting her job taken away it's uh, different it's basically saying that as a therapist you've broken codes of conduct i see what you mean and you shouldn't have a job in therapy it's kind of like mm. disbarring a lawyer it's yeah. not necessarily making her go prison which would be <laughs> which would be so jokes it's more or like you shouldn't be a therapist which mm. to be honest with you i don't think you, you should. should be no because I don't you think can't you, should. you can't do that like you essentially what you end up doing is dating one of your patients because he was a patient as well as she was and less than a year you got married 
Hmm. And yeah. he didn't even stop. He didn't even stop becoming your patient. So in that time, there was overlapping. There genuinely was overlapping. I think also the original poster is obviously like saying at the end, I don't want to come across as a bitter ex. Bitch, you're going to come across because as a bitter, bitter ex. And you are way. bitter. And you... Don't say you're over it. You're bitter. Because the fact that you're on Reddit asking, should I get her job taken away? You're bitter. Am I Am I judging you for that? I'm no. A, I'm a petty would... ass bitch. Yeah. I'm a petty. I want to... The fact that you're even asking, boy, you, you have some kind of conscience because I would have done that already. Yeah. But the thing is, my thing is like, you know, sometimes I'm just like, you know, leave the situation because this is, they deserve each other. Because obviously she said, <laughs> Jam is screwing me. Like, they, not, do, they, my they do deserve each other. And they she do doesn't deserve to have a job. <laughs> <laughs> she des- they deserve love, but with no money. Not from her. <laughs> not in therapy. Not therapy money. Uh-uh. You better get, mm, you better get that retail money. No offense to people that work in retail, but we know how it is. I did it. It's fine. Same. Um, we got fired from the same place. So, you know. Anyway, that's a whole <laughs> different story. I'm actually wearing the top. Oh, my of God. Of the place that we got Ew. fired. Yeah. Rose, I anyway. hate that place. <laughs> they should be cancelled. Mm, oh, we'll talk about that. Next time. But um, I think that I, it's not about being bitter. It's the fact that she, had, she didn't do her due diligence as a therapist. She went, as you said, she... She went against um, co- uh, code of conduct and decided to date one of her uh, w- one of her patients and essentially sat like I'm not even gonna go into the whole sabotaging of the relationship yeah but also you know left her with mental scars yeah that's so, fucked up that's fucked that's up therapy is like, a place where you're supposed to be able to be vulnerable and stuff and when you feel like a therapist telling you you're immature you're this you're that which by the way I well I mean I haven't like successfully had therapy because I quit after two sessions that's a different story but. Like to do that to someone and point the finger, that, that that's fucked up. And you're in a position of power there and you've abused that. And especially mm. like that's affirmed to her after seeing you with the man. Like I, I think that's fucked up. And, I think, and you shouldn't have a job in but therapy. that's where I'm like, she's not the arsehole because I'm no, like- No, she's not the arsehole. The whole situation, because I feel like it's, because she clearly doesn't want to be with the man. So this is what I, I would argue that she says she's not bitter. I think she's bitter okay. about- Okay, I think she's, I feel, I think she feels betrayed. About how it went down. About, about how, how it went down. down. Because down. these times like, she doesn't even want the man. The man is trash. He is trash. The man trash. <laughs> <laughs> so she's happy to be oh, out of the relationship but essentially it's the fact that when she looks at the scenario and she's saying wait she's just had the realization wait so i just got played essentially i was in a relationship i came to you i paid you to hear my problems to be able to help yeah, me yeah. mentally kind of like piece together this relationship and and and, and make this work because essentially what it is, is that they were trying to make that situation work and essentially you berated me yeah in front of him in front of him giving him that power yeah and these times that you're texting him outside of my knowledge because I, I didn't know you two were together. You, mm-hmm. didn't, you didn't contact me to say, oh, are you okay with this? Not to say that, not to say in that scenario that that would have been okay to do, Mm-mm-mm. but you clearly had designs on this man. Yeah. And essentially now it's con- everything is confirmed when I see the picture of you two together. And this is what I'm just like, nah, man, you... Good luck to them. Yeah, good luck to them. But at the same time, if you did go, my thing is I always get really nervous when it comes to like, you know, trying to report someone because I always think, oh, if it happened a bit, you know, a bit of time afterwards, because it's been a year now, am I, you know, is it still going to hold up with the whole complaint thing? But no, there'd be, I, 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 I think don't they know. Because I, I think in my, I mean, obviously I'm not I'm in America, so I don't know the laws were like, mm. all the rules, but essentially you've got, you wouldn't have known until then. You could, well, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have known until then. 
And then you can then actually say, well, look, I've got the proof that we went to the sessions. Here's mm. the proof that we booked the sessions and I booked it with him. And mm. here's the proof that they're together. And then there's overlap. You know, maybe there's, maybe there's, maybe that wouldn't work out. I don't know, but I think I'd, I'd try. Mm. I can't lie, I'd try. Mm. I so, think yeah. if I was her friend, I would, because it's not exactly yeah. something that you're, you know, it's going to be in the tabloids. No, no, no. This it's... is just because you, 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 to be honest, yeah, like, yeah, I would have been doing it for personal reasons, but also I don't think you should be working in that mm. job. I don't think you should because Genuinely also not. at the same time now, what if I want to go to next, next, um, next uh, therapist and now I have to be worrying about whether yeah. or not you're going to be, do you know what I mean? You've now made me question the, 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 the whole, you know, professional practice because of your actions. Because you didn't, I don't know if there's a Hippocratic Oath. No, no, I don't think so, but I think there's something. There's something. (laughs) All I'm going to say is now it's made me question that because now I'm thinking there's a possibility because it's happened to me now. Absolutely. That that how do I know you're not going to twist my words against me or if this really is confidential? Judgment, please. Not the arsehole. Oh, yeah. I'm slapping down my (laughs) invisible, what do they call it? Gavel. Gavel. Not the arsehole. <laughs> I actually think we have time for another one because it's, seven, it's 7.37. Yes. Um, I'll get the other one. Okay. So this one is called, well, I'll just read it. How do I, female 27, tell my boyfriend, male 29, that I'm not going to cancel my birthday dinner? Am I wrong for not wanting to cancel? For context, my boyfriend lost his previous girlfriend to cancer in 2016. I'm his first relationship since she passed away. In a sad coincidence, my birthday and the anniversary of his previous girlfriend's passing are on the same date we've been together for about 10 months so this is the first of my birthdays that we've had together my birthday is next weekend and as every year my parents want me to visit them for my birthday and have dinner together with my grandma i'm an only child and so is my mom so i'm my grandma's only grandchild so they always insist in celebrating my birthday together i don't really care about that that's cute <laughs> that's cute <laughs> that is cute though well, whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> adding this extra shit like you're just trying to you're sway me you're trying to sway me hey just <laughs> Look, put the facts and stop trying exactly. to like, appeal to emotion. My grandma. Shut up. <laughs> um, when I told my boyfriend about my plans and asked him to visit my parents with me, he got mad at me for planning a birthday dinner with my parents on the same date his girlfriend passed away. I felt like an idiot for not thinking about that. I felt so bad. I told him he didn't have to come if he didn't feel comfortable. Um, he still got mad at me for planning to leave him alone in that date. He insisted. <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> he insisted I cancelled the plans with my parents. At first, I felt really bad thinking about leaving him alone in what is a hard day for him. So I agreed to cancel the dinner. But later on, I was about to call my parents to cancel it. I decided against it. My grandma is 95 years old. I don't know how much longer she's going to be with us. And I don't want to regret cancelling a chance to see her because I don't see her very often and she would be heartbroken if I cancel. Besides, my birthday and her anniversary are going to fall on the same date every year. So if I accept cancelling now, he might expect me to do this every year and I don't want to stop celebrating my birthday. How do I tell my boyfriend I've changed my mind about cancelling my birthday dinner without making it look as if I don't care about his feelings also am I wrong for not wanting to cancel I know that day must be horrible for him so it's not technically an am I the arsehole it's actually in relationship advice but I thought it was a good one to bring to this one but you go first I need to get um ask a few questions so it's the it's the girl in the relationship who it was the boy's ex yeah his ex side of cancer on the same day that's her birthday all right okay cool that's what I just need to confirm um my thoughts are no, like, don't get me wrong. Your this is gonna sound so harsh, but your ex is gonna be dead tomorrow too. So, and I know that that's the anniversary, and you're probably gonna be me being there is not gonna distract you because put it this way, her grandma's that like 
she's old. Her, she's old. She's old. She not might not be dying, but she's old. I'm trying to form the memories of the person that is essentially still on this earth. If anything, like that death should have reminded you that you should be savoring every moment with the people that you have around you that do love you, that do want you in their life. Now, okay, you can call me callous, you can call me heartless, but your ex-girlfriend, first of all, like she's all, like this girl's already being patient at the fact that you're still mourning over the, because obviously the relationship didn't end because you know it was soured or someone cheated. It ended because she died. That yeah. is sad. Yeah. That genuinely yeah. is sad. But at the same time, you're, you're with this girl now. So you're not to say that you're already asking the most of her, but you are asking some of her the fact that essentially you want to spend the day essentially with her. On her birthday. On her birthday where her nan is or her grandma, however she identifies, who is who is quite old. And you want her to spend that the day with you essentially not i don't want to say this but wallowing essentially wallowing over the over the fact that your your ex has died that's already it's already asking much when essentially she probably feels that she has to compete with this perfect example of her ex so the fact that you get upset every single year mm. and this is the one year that she needs to kind of well not even just the one year because maybe next year you want to see your nan do you know what i mean and it's like i feel like there's a part of you that needs to step out of your own kind of like pain and be like, you know what? Let me let me go and uh, go with her to go see her nan. And maybe I'll be a bit, maybe I'll go early. Maybe I'll go home early. And then or maybe there's a compromise. But these times there, like in my, in, me personally, I just feel like he's already asking a lot. Yeah. He's already asking a lot in this situation because this is your ex-girlfriend. I get that you love her, but I'm probably thinking that you've probably guys have probably been together for quite a while. How did they say how many years they were together? Ten months, I think. Ten months. So it's okay. our first birthday. This is the first birthday. Okay. That they've they've, they've had together. Okay. I think me personally, he's not ready to be in a relationship. You're not mm. ready. You're mm. not ready because ended and also I'm gonna be real. The death is tragic, so the death aside, you're a narcissist in my opinion. You're selfish as fuck because there's people who have had deaths. But they are aware that, look, yes, I know this has impacted me, but also it's her birthday. Mm. They can have the empathy enough to understand, oh, shit, I'm struggling. Like, you know, this is a sad day for me. But at the same time, also, I can't expect someone who doesn't know her to sit with me all day. And also, it's not like, and she can do, even if this was the case, she still she should still be allowed to do what she wants. But it's not like she's like, I'm going to go clubbing with my mates yes. and brock out. She's literally saying, I'm going to be with my family on my birthday. So you selfishly want to pluck her out of her family situation that they have every year that the nan would be so upset. You don't give a fuck about the nan. You just you just care about yourself. So to be with you, that sounds controlling as fuck. Maybe he's still scarred over the death and he needs to sort some stuff out, but he should not be in a relationship. That guy needs to be by himself and, 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 and mourn and mm. get over that mourning because mourning takes time. Mm. But to me, he sounds mad selfish because the fact that you don't have, the fact that you got mad at her, she even was understanding to say, look she would want her boyfriend to be with her on her birthday mm. but she was nice enough to be like look you don't have to come because i know this is a hard day mm. so she was able to have that compromise but you're like you're still vexed that she's going to her own birthday mm. and this is the thing what every year every year i can't have a birthday because of someone that passed in your past who is your ex like i'm not trying to be that person no but, but it's the ex and it's sad don't get me wrong it like, is that's that's, that's hard but at the same time, it's also like, you know, like I said, morning doesn't have a time stamp on it, but yes. she died in 2016. This has been written now. So we're in 2020 now. That's four years or three and a something years. If you're still struggling, you need to continue on your journey. Mm. You shouldn't be bringing someone else into that. Or do you know what? If that's going to be a problem and her birthday's on the same day, boy, you need to find someone else that don't have the birthday on the same day. Literally. And then you can have someone with you on that day to to, to, to rub your back or something. But that guy should not be in a relationship. They, they It's been 10 months as well. It's not... It's not that long. It's long, but it's not that long. Mm. Do you know what? Not now. You you lot need to. I would even say 
separate. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it's not right. The, that, that relationship's not right. Because already when someone's trying to guilt trip you into, I'm not saying, yeah. that, I'm, I don't know if he's guilt tripping her, but. Seems like it. I mean, if someone's trying to guilt trip you and doesn't have your kind of like, if it doesn't become a conversation of where they can understand, if he's getting angry, because in my mind, if you're getting angry, angry, then in my mind, you're thinking that essentially you sit, her staying home and mourning with you is more important than what she's got going on. Because I feel like it would be different if he was, if he was just conflicted. He was like, oh, you know, I really want you to stay. That's but, different. And it was in That's a calm different. tone. That's different. But if you're angry. You're saying, you know, how could you leave me alone? Do you know what I mean? And it's like. So how did you deal with it before? <laughs> if she's the girlfriend that you had, um, straight after so your girlfriend died in 20 your ex-girlfriend died in 2016 she's the girlfriend that you've had after so it's 2020 let's say mm. or you got together in 2019 in them years before who who, who did you hang around with and what were you doing because then clearly you were able to do it before exactly you exist like the morning existed without her and it can exist with her or without like it can just exist in any form i'm not trying to say that she needs to because my main thing is what would she be doing if she was by your side what would she be doing? Comforting you, rubbing your back. I'm just like, in my mind, I'm just thinking, you didn't have that before, so why do you need it now? That sounds really bad. It sounds it's controlling just... to me. Yeah. It sounds controlling. And I think people want to pussyfoot around it when we talk about death. Mm. So some people might not want to be, use as strong words as we mm. are. I still think he's controlling regardless yeah. of whether he's lost someone or not. We like Loss is loss, like, and it's hard. But, but you're, you're also controlling. Mm, you're those using two, that pain to... Those to... two things can exist at the same time. Exactly. No, I completely think you're right. I just think that... I don't think it's a... I don't think... I think this is telling of what your relationship is going to be like because yeah. these times there relationships not about the the quiet moments it's about the, the decision making that you're going to have to make and if this is how you know he's acting in a situation where you know you have something going on and you have your own life and he has his life and if there's no compromise because at least then if you said yo you know what today i can't do it today but tomorrow yeah i'll block out the day we can do Next, your birthday can i do it before or after that yeah. day you know what because i mean these times that your girlfriend is going to your ex-girl is going to be dead tomorrow and she's going to be dead yesterday so you're telling me what we have to do it on that day we have to do it on that day because what because the date is gonna is go no sis i think he's controlling yeah i think i don't like the way that sounded but not the arsehole and i think they need to split up she can do what she like, but that don't sound like a healthy relationship to me. If that's, mm. you know, some, some of these things rear the ugly heads in certain instances. But to me, that don't sound like something that's, should, that they, that they don't sound like people that should be together. No. And he sounds like he needs more time. And it sounds like she knows this because yeah. from the way that you're kind of talking about it, like it sounds like you already kind of know yeah. that. I mean, the fact that you mentioned that he was shouting you already kind of know that this person is probably not the person for you because you know that you want to do your... And you're probably going to go to see your grandma. You probably are. It sounds like you are. It sounds like she is. Because these times there, you are aware that your grandma does not have much time on this earth left and you're going to forsake that for staying at home to kind of like mourn his ex-girl. Nah, sis. You're asking a lot. You're asking a lot. And there's a couple updates on it as well. So I'll just read those before we before we wrap, wrap up. up but um she basically says um my birthday is on march 1st not feb 29th that would be cool but i wasn't even born in a leap year so i'm guessing some people are kind of saying can you do it the day after so maybe she died on feb oh, i can't remember oh yes because this year's 2020 we're in a leap year mm -hmm. i think they're saying can you do it the day after and she's like my birthday's on march 1st it's not feb 29th so the ex must have died on the 28th and they're saying just do it on the 29th and she's like but my birthday's on march 1st so 
I don't know, that don't make sense, but I'm just adding that. I could try to reschedule it. I'm um, I'm 100% sure my grandma is available every day, but I don't know about my parents. They have quite a busy schedule. Besides, it's easiest to meet up on a Sunday than any other day. Three, I know my boyfriend was seeing a therapist for some time to deal with all of this, but this was before I met him. Yes, the age gap between my grandma and I is quite big because she's like, 95. she's 27 oh. and her nan's 95. Yeah, that's Oof. mad. Um, that bit's irrelevant. That's so all of those of those updates were irrelevant. But even some other people are just like, look, everyone grieves differently, but you have to go on living. If you can't handle other people living, then you aren't ready to be in a relationship. Thank you. And that sums it up. That Thank sums you. it up to me. Yeah. If you need to use other people as a crutch to to get by, then I'm. You're not ready. You're not ready. And you need time. So not the arsehole. I've got my gavel hitting it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That was first episode. Yeah. How do you think that went? I think it went really well. I think I didn't know how well we were going to kind of like... I mean, I knew that we were going to vibe. Yeah, but it's different when there's a microphone in front of your face. And we're staring directly at each other. But yeah, I which we, like... we, we've not done as much, I think, in our whole friendship. <laughs> uh, but you say that, but the amount of documentaries that we've been in, well, that have been aimed oh at you, God. The, where we have to kind of like have fake conversations. And this is obviously not... This is a, It's a structured conversation, but it's like... It's been a lot more casual than documentaries that, you know, yeah, that, well, yeah. that I've, invi- I've been invited on to your documentaries. And it's just like, okay, talk about this now. Talk about that now. So and you're gross. like, so gross. But this felt very natural, flowy. Yeah. So I'm quite happy. I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, things to look out for. Um, so we're going to be doing, we're still working out whether or not this is going to be weekly. Um, so we're going to try and aim for weekly, but, you know, or bi weekly. Well, basically, you'll know when you know it's out when it's out exactly <laughs> <laughs> like rihanna's new album oh god it's out when it's out yeah y- y'all need to leave her alone let her i like the memes though i'm not gonna lie the memes are hilarious oh <laughs> uh, but yeah um so if you want to follow us um i'm at opinion and a crowd on instagram um and jamisha um so every platform it's you look okay to me that's that's me so facebook instagram Twitter, what's the other one? There's four in it. Instagram. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as well. That one. <laughs> that one. Same one. That you look one. Okay. Same one. <laughs> you look okay to me. Um, and where she does amazing work. Um, Don't regarding... gas the ting. Bro. I'm gassing the ting. I'm going <laughs> to gas the thing. Um, oh, where she does amazing work regarding invisible illnesses, um, online content, video content, and she does articles. Um, she be doing bits. Um, I hate saying this, but brown girl magic. Um, oh. It's cringe for me to say that, <laughs> um, but it genuinely is. Um, but yeah. And um, follow Curtis for his slick visuals. He'd be doing content and shit, like ooh. music vids, dance vids, all the thing there. And if you want to hire him for your thing, he's available. He's freelance. Oh, yes I am, girl. You need your shit filmed and edited. Mm. Opinion in a crowd. Thank you very much. There you go. Um, so yeah, that has been We Should Be Cancelled. First episode. Boop, boop, boop. We, we should be cancelled, but don't cancel. Exactly. Listen yeah. next time, please. please. <laughs> uh, we paid for the studio. Uh, we did, with our own coin. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>